Cascade Hoops Talk, bringing the world NAI basketball one podcast at a time. Hoops Talk, this is Billy D. Hey, please like and subscribe this podcast. I really appreciate it. Hey, this morning we have Adam Hepker. He's the head men's basketball coach at Mid-America Nazarene. You know, Adam is, a, as you guys know, alumni of Mid-America. Had an absolutely fantastic career. Uh, he assisted for several years, both at Mid-America, at Grandview, and following Grandview, Adam and Matt Keeley, they went out to Arizona, Ottawa, Arizona, a new school. Uh, they basically built a program out of the desert. That program last season went to the uh, round of 32. They did an absolutely fantastic job. Matt Keeley's still there as the head coach. Uh, he's doing a great job. And then uh, last season, Adam Hepker came back to Mid-American Nazarene, and this is his first year as the head coach. And this will be the first season in 36 years that Mid-American Nazarene has not had Rocky Lamar as the head coach. But it's in good hands with Adam Hepker, uh, he's a great guy. I think you're really going to enjoy the interview. Uh, let's take a listen to Adam Hepker, Mid-American, Nazarene. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Hey, I have Adam Hepker. He's the head men's basketball coach or men's head basketball coach at Mid-American, Nazarene. His first season. Welcome, Adam. Hey, thanks, Billy. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, I just thoroughly enjoy talking hoops with you every time we have the chance. Yeah, it's really, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know it's, as we record this, it's October 18th. I mean, you're so close to throwing the ball up. I mean, are you sleeping at night? (laughs) Yeah, that's a no. (laughs) Yeah, less and less as it gets closer. Uh, You know, my chest hurts, more headaches, all all the things. (laughs) Uh, But no, it's, we are, it seems like games get earlier every year, Billy. And so we're, I think we go October 28th and all of a sudden games are in October now. And um, so we've had a lot of practices, but games are around the corner. You know, this will be the, the first season uh, without Rocky Lamar on the bench in 36 years at Mid-American Nazarene. Uh, and yeah. uh, you're going to do a great job. I mean, the fans have got to be excited to have you there. But talk about the emotions for you to not have Rocky there on the bench. Yeah, it's unique, Billy. Uh, I mean, Coach is going to be missed. He he was he was the face of, of Mid-American basketball. He was largely the face of, of this institution. And, and for a stretch here in the 2000s, in my mind, he was the face of, of NAIA basketball uh, with the run he went on uh, with the Final Fours and, and national tournaments and the titles. So um, I, I it was such a pleasure last year to come back and work with him his final year for a lot of reasons, but primarily just to – enjoy his final ride and, mm-hmm. and all the different stops we went on so many schools paused whether it was pre-game or post-game to recognize coach and just his impact on NAI basketball which I thought was was special um, it was an emotional year for both of us and and you know certainly didn't have the success that that we wanted to we, we lost we lost so many close games which yeah, which goes did. to show just just how fickle basketball is, uh, how hard winning is. But but at the same time, the the time that him and I got to spend together and, and tell stories and reminisce and, and, and coach the game together one more year, it's a year, Billy, that I'll cherish forever. 
that time I had with coach. You know, now he's just a couple hours away and, and uh, just outside of Wichita. And man, I, I've seen him three or four times this fall. He was up this past weekend for homecoming. Um, and so he's going to be in the gym. He he obviously knows he's welcome in practice anytime. He, he stopped by and watched practice last week. And anytime he speaks, our guys listen. Uh, even with all the new bodies we have, Billy, he's been talked about he's been introduced they, they know what he's done here uh so i i want him around as as much as he can be at the same time he's trying to transition to to retired life as well so uh he will he will be thoroughly missed for sure you know one of the one of the things a guy like rocky lamar brings to a program is just a almost a palpable culture so talk yeah. about the culture of the mid-american nazarene pioneer basketball and talk about the stamp that what what do you what do you try what what is your goal with the culture i know it's a it's a strong culture i'm not saying that yeah. but yeah. what what is most important to you when you stepped when you step into that role what do you say to yourself the pioneers will yeah, we're going to do it the right way, Billy, is, is the answer to that question. Like, like Coach Lamar has done for years. We, we There's an expectation of winning here. There's an expectation of excellence at, at Mid-American Nazarene, and we want to keep that going. And, and you know, who's to say how many games we're going to win? Obviously, we, we want to win every single time we tip it up. But we also are going to do it the right way. Right? With high-character kids, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're going to we're gonna impress upon these guys that, that our identity is not in basketball. It's, it's not in wins and losses. Um, and, and that's, that's a message that we have hit them with constantly here in the preseason as, as we've gotten into practice. Uh, we've introduced some, co- some new core values this year. To your point, Billy, the, the culture here is strong. I mean, mm-hmm. we, don't have to make, we don't have to make any wholesale changes at all, but uh, we've introduced some new core values. We call it heart. We want to play with heart. H-E-A-R-T, and, and what that stands for, what that means to our program is we're going to play for him, our, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is the H. We're going to play for each other uh, and be selfless in that way. We're going to be assertive. You know, we're pioneers here, so we lead the way. We go first. Uh, we're bold. Uh, we, we don't sit around and wait for things to happen. We make them happen without being asked. We're going to be resolute, and so what that means to us, Billy, is when there's adversity in, in the game of basketball or in a practice, and, and it's not if, it's when. It's, yeah. Adversity is every day. We're going to be resolute, and we're going to stick to our defensive principles, and we're going to stick to our offensive principles. We're not going to go hero ball on offense, and we're not going to go my man mentality on defense. We're going to continue to do it the pioneer way. We're going to be resolute, uh, and then we're going to be tough. And and tough to me is is not talking smack. It's it's not elbowing somebody in the chest. It's it's being early. It's getting work in before practice and after practice. It's getting treatment during the day. Uh, it's doing well in class and being on time to class. It's being consistent. That, and we continue to define toughness with our guys. And they helped us with, with all of our core values, Billy. Our guys during our, our weekend retreat in September helped us define kind of our what we call actionable identity. And, and in other words, how are we going to live out H-E-A-R-T? And, and I wanted that to come from them, not from me, right. uh, so that there's ownership. And there's accountability for our guys, and it's been it's been really neat to see our, our coaching staff has been intentional about about praising our core values in practice, and 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 when we see them, we want our guys to know that hey, you're being assertive, or you're being tough, or you know you're playing for each other today. That ball is moving, and, and it's been fun for our guys to recognize them, and and uh, hopefully we can keep building on them, and and you know at some point I keep telling the guys, some opposing coach or or sports information director in an article or or media member is going to praise our virtues. Mm-hmm. In other words, they're gonna they're gonna see our core values, and it might not be the exact same terminology, but when 
when somebody outside of our program praises our virtues or, or recognizes our core values and how we operate and how we play, that, that's kind of going to be the, the, the icing on the cake for us. And, and that's going to be a fun moment for our program as, as we continue to live these out daily. I think what you're saying about people from the outside, you know, I go to a lot of gyms, especially at tournaments where the, the players mill around a lot. I learn more about a program by watching the players on the sidelines than I do yeah. on the court. Yeah, it's it's so it's so true, Billy. It's 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 you know your core values are, are not just in practice. It's it's all the time. Your your culture is is living. Uh, it, it's organic. It's it's fluid. It changes constantly. We have to fight for it constantly. Meaning our, our staff and our players and um and, and it is it's 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 the moments when you're not in the game or you're not in the practice. It's it's when you're out in the community at the tournament, like you're referencing. And how do we behave? How do we behave? How do we act? Uh, what do we stand for? Like we. At Mid American Nazarene, we want to look different, and, and not in a prideful, arrogant way at all. Uh, we we just want to do everything with integrity, and yes. and we want to be authentic and genuine, and, and and that's what we're striving for. Because the beauty of this game, of this great game, is is we get to use it as a platform to teach these guys life and, and and how to be impactful citizens and employees someday, and hopefully husbands and fathers, and 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 like that's that's what Lamar did so well. And, and that's, that's what this is, is about. And, and to my point, you can do both. You can do that, Billy, and you can win a lot of games. Like, like so many quality NAI coaches do, you can do it the right way and be incredibly successful. That's what we're after. I want to get to, uh, and I'm sure fans want to hear about your team, these amazing transfers that you brought. You got some great returners as well. But before I do, I just want to recognize you went out to uh, Ottawa, Arizona, Hugh and Matt Keeley in 2017. You built a program, I call it out of the desert, out of the sand. You've, been, <laughs> uh, you've told the story before about what the what pains you had to go through to build it. But that, that team last season went to the round of 32, lost by just a handful of points to College of Idaho in Caldwell. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. just talk about the job that, uh, I mean, Matt's really done a great job there. I know you were key in that, but uh, just talk about w what it's meant to you that program be so successful. Listen, Billy, I, I would be lying if, if I wasn't incredibly proud last year of the run that group went on. Um, you know, this I came back to Mid-America in the middle of last September, so a little over mm -hmm. a year ago. It, it, it happened very late, this transition to come help Coach Lamar. And, and so I was incredibly invested in that team and, and all of the recruits that were there. And, and it was difficult. I tried to meet with as many of those guys as I could before I flew out here to the Midwest. And there were tears. There were guys that were frustrated that I was leaving, which I which I understand uh, just the timing-wise. And, and, and so to watch them get hot last year, it, it, it was a little bit – it was the fruit of all of our work, Coach Keeley and I, uh, last year, culminating the national tournament run for those guys. And so, uh, you know, I watched a lot of their games online. I pulled up a lot of their games on Synergy. I was texting those guys and and, 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 and not trying to obviously get in the way at all, but just encouraging them. And, and it meant a lot because, you know, Coach and I – we put in a lot of work. It, it, there were moments where we questioning everything, obviously, when you start a program from scratch. And um, I was a proud, proud coach from thousands of miles away last year. Uh, <laughs> cer certainly didn't want to see it end. But, you know, look, they've got everybody back and, yes, and, and have had a, a nice, nice recruiting class. And Coach Keeley continues to, to be a visionary out there with where he wants that program to go. So, man, I'm, I'm excited to see those see what they do this year, Billy, uh, with with their group returning. Um, I think they could have another special year in a, a really, really difficult league that is the GSAC. Oh, that's going to be tough. Yeah, Keeley always says it's so much easier without you in the way anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
I know you guys a, that's are friends. A great line. Oh yeah, we're 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 best friends. So I, we uh, we take lots of jabs at each other, oftentimes on social media, Billy. <laughs> Out in public. Yeah. Some grads that have uh, moved on from Mid America Nazarene that have meant a lot to the program. Uh, Cameron Brady, Trey Brown. Cameron Brady, 17 points, 10 rebounds last year. Trey Brown, oh, 13 yeah. points, 4 rebounds. Boy, talk, uh, just talk about what these graduates meant to, to Mid-American Nazarene, to the pioneers. Yeah, first of all, Trey at the point. I mean, a four-year guy for us at the point. Obviously, I only got to coach him for a year. I wish I had him for three more. Um, just the the an everyday guy, Billy, who who brought it every single day. His intangibles were off the charts with his work ethic and, and his leadership and, and just his toughness. And so we're starting over at the point with a couple of freshman PGs who, who I'm thrilled about. They they have a chance to to get really really good. They're they're 18 years old and and the game feels really really fast to them right now. Trey came up and played in our alumni game on Saturday night and and <laughs> shot it well as Trey does and, and gave us problems and that was a reminder of, of how good he was. <laughs> uh, certainly will miss just his uh, his his uh, leadership at the point and then Cam. You know, Cam, he's first of all, he's a pre-med student. He's, he's preparing to take his MCAT. He's going to be a doctor. Oh, great. Spe- special, special kid who had a COVID year, but uh, is older, is married, and, and was ready to get back to Salt Lake City with his wife, which I totally understood. Um, he was one of the best four men in the country last year, Billy. I mean, he nearly averaged a double-double. The kid shot at six feet six tall. He shot 45% from three. And, you know, there's some six five, six six guys in the country at our level that can shoot the, the ball from three. Three, but most of those guys aren't then tough enough to go get you 10 rebounds and block two shots a game. They're just not. They would rather they would rather stay out on the perimeter and, and have more of a finesse game. And Cam did both. He, he played inside, he played outside, and, and another great kid just like Trey. So uh, two giant holes uh, that we're trying to replace that, that I, I don't know that you can replace. Um, it, it'll look a little bit different for us without kind of a true four-man, uh, going to be kind of more of a, a four-guard around our big. Uh, our six eight big, but both those guys um, left their imprint on this program and, and will be dearly missed. Yeah, we'd be remiss not to mention uh, both Drew Smith and Pedro Pedro Lopes. Uh, they contributed yeah. quite a bit to the program, and certainly wish them the best of luck as they move forward. Yeah, both of those guys were great for us off the bench. Pedro battled, unfortunately. He was a fifth-year senior, battled injuries all year long. Couldn't get healthy, which you hate to see for a guy who's in his senior year like that. Yeah. And, and and Drew was just Mr. Steady for us off the bench. He brought energy. I'll never forget uh, our Evangel game at home. We put him in late. Uh, we had to have a stop and a rebound to win. And so I throw him in, uh, I think, for Trey at the point, uh, just to get a little bit more size out there and, and athleticism. And uh, not only do we get a stop, but but Drew tips the ball out, loose ball. He's the first one to the floor, lays out for it, calls timeout, basically wins the game. Like, and, and <laughs> you, you talk about staying ready on the bench, Billy, and 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 just and being ready for when your your number is called. That that was Drew Smith. And, oh, that's and, I love that. Yeah, made a winning play for us uh, against a great, great Evangel team. So uh, we we lost a lot of dudes, uh, and, and because of that, with the three or four returners, we have a lot of new faces in this in this building, Billy. Uh, so it, it, there's been a learning curve this fall, and there will continue to be. Well, you definitely have some transfers, but you know the cupboard's not bare. You know, you got nope. uh, Anthony Brown; he's a senior this season. Nineteen point six rebounds, shot thirty nine percent from three last season. And then yeah, uh, Caleb yeah. Jones McCrary, what was he was uh, twelve points, seven rebounds, six eight. That's yeah. your six eight guy. 
And then yeah, Jake, yeah. Jake Alexander, nine and five. Also, uh, no, McCrary's a junior, but Alexander and Brown are, are seniors. I can't say enough about the three of those guys, starting with Anthony, who who we all call AB affectionately. He's he's one of the best players in the country at our level, Billy. He was an All-American last year, first-team All-League. Mm-hmm. On top of that, he was all-defensive team in the Heart of America Conference. What's what's unique about AB is he's a true two-way player, and, and there's there's I tell anybody there's so few of those guys. Most players only make an impact on one end, and for a lot of them, it's just the offensive end. Well, AB, you put up the stats you just mentioned, Billy offensively and then we asked him to guard the other team's best player with the the one through the four and and most nights he made that guy that opposing player have what we would consider an off night so the energy and the effort that that he put out there on a nightly basis to do that offensively and then go be elite defensively is is special and and if we have a better year last year and, and win some of those close games, he, he's probably a, uh, a second or, or third team All-American, and, and it's a little bit different for him. But um, he, there's a real chance, Billy, that he's the player of the year in our league this year if he continues to do uh, what he's done. And then Caleb, we got Caleb at semester last year, averaged about 12 and 6. Nobody in, in our league can run with Caleb. Uh, he, he sprints the floor from rim to rim. Oh, I love uh, that. Very yeah, very, very active. He had a great summer. He's a local kid and was around all summer long and, and, and has a more polished game from the block with a jump hook from either hand and a quick spin. And and, and uh, he's had the best stretch of practices over the last three weeks that he's ever had in his career just from a consistency standpoint. And so he continues to grow and mature, and, and we look for him to continue to do that. And then Jake, I want to speak highly of Jake, too, because we challenged him this summer to – uh, lose some weight to, to add some muscle um, and and it has he has transformed his body and, and and because of that his game has transformed Billy and and he's more active he was a great offensive rebounder for us last year and, and will be this year he's shooting the three ball well uh, all of a sudden he's able to keep quick guys in front of him defensively so uh, you know those three guys who, who played heavy heavy minutes for us last year are kind of passing the torch right now to all of our new faces and, and teaching them who we are how we play uh and i need that because it's one thing when it comes from me uh but it's another thing when it comes from our returners who have kind of lived it out there on the basketball court yeah absolutely adam who is this frat these freshman point guard you're talking about and talk about those guys is it did you mention two or one well two of them billy uh the first one is makai elmore he's from dayton ohio state champion last year at taft high school uh he is a six foot two lefty point guard who is nasty quick. He gets to the paint very, very easily, and he shoots it really, really well from three. Just a quiet, humble uh, kid who, by the time he's done, Billy, he'll be one of the best point guards in the country at our level. And then right behind him is a six-foot-one point guard from Salt Lake City, Utah, Branton Van Dyke, um, who is just a gamer. His toughness, his IQ, is he, he reminds me a lot of these great, great Mid-American point guards we've had over the years. And I think, I mean, there's times, Billy, we'll play them together uh, in the backcourt. Uh, right now, they're kind of sharing the point, which they have no, no qualms about at all. But those two kids are going to make some noise in the heart for, for years to come, Billy. And, and as I said, they're learning right now. The game feels fast. You know, heck, the way we play in transition – college basketball is already fast and they're hearing me scream at them to go faster and so they're they're overwhelmed at times but um 
you know, one of them is going to start for us at the point, which is incredibly difficult to do as a, as a freshman. Um, and as I said, all these two kids, because of their character, are going to do is, is get better and better. So I cannot wait to see what the future holds for these two uh, freshman point guards. Well, they couldn't have much better of a mentor. Uh, for fans who don't know, Adam, one of the top uh, points and assist guys in the history of college basketball at any level. So that's I was going to ask you about that. Is your, Are you going to speed the game up a little bit? from typical mid-American Nazarene or we on, on Mrs. Billy, we want to go, we want, we want to go as fast as any team in the country, you know, and, and I want to lay up a free throw or what we call a paint touch three. And we would like to get that in the, in the first seven seconds of, of the shot clock, what we call a Utah basket. Um, it, it may not be quite as quick on makes as it's been traditionally. Uh, we're, we're messing around with, uh, with some different concepts and, and things like that. But when we get a stop and when we get a defensive rebound, we're thinking first three steps to the other end. I want the ball thrown ahead, not dribbled ahead like it is most places because the basketball is just faster than any human being in the world. So we, that's something coach Lamar has done for years. He's had a lot of success doing it. Um, and, and that we will not change uh, on misses in yeah. that way. Well, you really got to trust those guys. You don't start giving up offensive rebounds, but I love that's to watch right. a team run. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, you got some transfers. You and I talked about this before we started. I, man, you really got, got some great guys coming in. And I want to start with uh, Eddie Wright the second. He's yep. out of uh, Lorraine High School. His dad was in the Hall of Fame there at Lorraine. His dad played yep. at uh, uh, Michigan State, was a starter there. Uh, he played at Allen Community College, 20 points, four rebounds. He, this guy looks like he can really play. He can, Billy. Uh, we all we joke with Ed that he's not the best player in his family. We give him a hard time <laughs> about that. At least, at least yet, uh, with, with Dad playing at Michigan State for for Judd Heathcote. Um, you know what's so cool about Ed is, and this is going to sound cliche, but he just loves the game. He just loves to play. Like he will, you know, this fall the guys would play pickup on their own, and 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 he would play for four hours. He's just one of those old school kids who loves to hoop, and and you would think all college kids do. Well, they don't. You know, there's yeah. some, some of these kids just they like it. They don't love it like Ed does. And, and so he is he's a natural scorer. He puts the ball in the hole very efficiently from three from the mid range. He's very strong at, at six, two and, and a stocky guard, just like his dad. Um, so we envision posting him some as well. Um, he's got some he's got some growth on the defensive end, but uh, we're seeing that every day on film. He's he's making those strides because I want him to become like Anthony, a, a two way guy who, who really yep. impacts both ends. But he came from a 28 and seven Allen County Community College national tournament team. And so all he knows from high school and junior college is winning, Billy. And, and, and winning is a lot easier to recruit than it is to teach. Not that you can't teach it. Uh, but I would rather recruit guys who, who know how to win. So, uh, you know, to have Ed for three years, he's got his COVID year still. Uh, to say I, I'm, I'm thrilled about that would be an understatement because he was a huge gift for us this offseason. And then a guy who came over from Southwestern, he's going to have to sit out first semester of the transfer, but he's coming in as a junior, Zahidi Robinson. He scored over yep. 700 points the last two years at Southwestern. Can he play? He can play. He can play. Billy had two really good years at Southwestern and uh, another left-handed. I've got three left-handed point guards now with the two freshmen and, and Zahadi, who we call Z. Um, you know, he gives us fits in practice right now as, as he takes care of business in the classroom. And he will be one of those instant impact guys second semester, Billy, in, in our league uh, as soon as we get him going because he's older. He's he's uh 
uh, you know, he's played at this level for a couple of years, so he knows his perspective is, is a little bit different. So uh, I like the fact that we've got a couple of young PGs. We've got a junior PG who can kind of show them the way uh, because, it, it, you know, as we talked about, there's going to be a learning curve here for our freshmen. And, and to have a guy like Z, we can throw out there second semester and 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 keep us composed and, and, and teach those young guys. I think that's a huge asset. So uh, we're excited about getting Z over here as well. And then two other transfers I want to mention, Kobe Reese, 6'6 guy out of Spokane uh, Community College. I couldn't find a lot of stats on him, but I know he scored 33 points in their overtime loss to Walla Walla, so obviously he can fill yep. it up. And then uh, Jonelle Abonte, also out from out west, uh, Cabrillos Community College, 10 points a game out there. Kobe averaged about 16 and 8 last year in the NWAC out of the Pacific Northwest uh, for Spokane. Um, he, right now, would back up Caleb at the 5. He is an older kid. He's mature. He's poised. Uh, nothing rattles that kid. He's one of the best offensive rebounders we have. He just goes relentlessly and, and taps it out and, and gives us extra possessions. Uh, and then Janelle uh, from Cabrillo, uh, um, uh, who was a, a state tournament team, uh, junior college team out of California, he shoots the crap out of it, Billy. He shot 43% from three last year. He's a true sniper, uh, kind of a three and D guy for us. Okay. Um, so we're, we're trying to generate catch-and-shoot threes for, for Janelle as much as we can. You can't ever have too much shooting. That's something we value uh, in our program is guys who can knock down shots, and, and that is Jonell to a T. So you've 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 got the horses. You've got you've definitely got some athletes. Uh, you're gonna have to gel them together. You know what's yep. it gonna take for this group to be successful in the heart? Well, they've got to overcome an inexperienced first year head coach who doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> so they've got a lot to overcome, Billy, is what I'm saying. Um, no, you, you, listen, talent is king. you got to have talent. It, it starts there. Every every successful college basketball team is talented, and, and we, we have talent. Are we the most talented team in our league? Probably not, but, but we got to be right there. Uh, but to your point, Billy, it, it's less about that. It's less about the X's and O's, the schemes, the tactics. It's can we convince these guys – uh, who have all been key contributors on junior college teams or high school teams to our second core value, play for each other. And, and we have defined roles for each of these guys, both offensively and defensively, which is two or three things that if they do those two or three things at a high level and, and dominate their role, we're going to be really, really good. And that does not happen overnight. Uh, as, as we paint that picture for them, as we teach them to dominate that role, um, I think that's what the elite head coaches do, Billy, is, is they take a bunch of individually talented guys and convince them to put team over self. Um, and, and, and I tell these guys, their personalities matter. All of their individual skills matter. That's why you're here. That's why you're in the building. Uh, but we got to be able to do what's most important for the team. And, and so far, so good. We're getting there. Again, it doesn't happen overnight. But I've got to be able to bring this this talented group of guys together on a kind of a common purpose, common vision, um, and then empower them and, and create belief and, and connectedness because that's what the great teams have is, is they have talent, but then they're on the same page and they're tough yeah. and they're smart and, and, and they're scrappy. And, and uh, that's, what, that's what we harp on every single day in practice is, yeah, this is a talented group, but when we don't play together, we're, we're not. And, and so um, that's the job of the head coach and my staff is, is to take these, these talented individuals and make them a true team. And, and, and that's where we're headed. So you kick off in 10 days. You've got Sterling and Missouri Baptist coming. I have a question for you, Adam. Uh, Jeff, do you pronounce it Uphouse Memorial, Memorial yeah. Tournament? Whenever I see a name on a tournament, I know there's a story. What's the story? 
Yeah, great question, Billy. I'm glad you asked because uh, it's it's personal for me. Uh, Jeff is is basically family to my wife's side, um, oh, okay. and he, he he was a player at Mid American Nazarene uh, years ago in the early 2000s, and playing open gym had a heart attack and and ultimately passed away. Oh. And he was one of the most high character, um, high integrity kids that 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 coach has ever had. And and so they have years ago created this tournament to honor Jeff Uphouse, and we've done it for years. It's the opening weekend for us where we play uh, two games at home, and and uh, we you know we've played it as a tournament in years past. This year it's a classic. We've got Evangel coming in uh, and Sterling and and uh, Missouri Baptist. So obviously we won't play Evangel, but what we do is. Each team uh, will get a, a medallion to present to uh, kind of their uh, their highest character kid, their their leader on their team. Oh, yeah. um, and then we select from our group, Billy. We have a Jeff Jeff Uphouse committee uh, of about ten to twelve different people who, you know, former roommate of Jeff, uh, family members of Jeff, his sister, his mom and dad. And we look at our roster, and I put together profiles of our players, and we select someone that we feel is deserving of a Jeff Uphouse scholarship. And so what's so special is one of our guys receives a $5,000 scholarship uh, to to help pay his school bill, who exemplifies Jeff Uphouse, which is uh, a man of faith, uh, a strong student in the classroom, a good basketball player, um, but a kid who did it with with high character. And, and, And so it's it's an award that I won when I was a player here. Uh, if you look back at our, our former players who have won the award, it's an unbelievable group of guys. So uh, it's an award that's that's held in high esteem around here. And, and I just love that every October, or first week in November, we get to honor Jeff. Um, I've spent a lot of time with his kids um, over the summers. Uh, they, they always they live out in Phoenix now, and they, they would come back in the summers and, and spend about a week with us. So, so as I said, it, it's personal for me, and I make sure our guys know that. But uh, that is the, the meaning behind our Uphouse Classic. Well, I appreciate you sharing that story. You know, Adam, there are so many great stories like that all around the NAI. And, you know, it's, a, it's an overused term. But, you know, when you, when you follow NAI basketball, when you walk in, I walk into a lot of gyms, right? And yep. it's so easy to meet people. It doesn't matter who you're cheering for, right? It's easy to meet yep. people, get to know them. It's a, it's a small, intimate group. It's easy to get to know the players, the parents of the players, the coaches. Uh, it's it's really a special experience. And, that, and that's one yep. of the reasons that I was drawn to it as a young guy. Uh, well, and, and that's why I appreciate guys like you, Billy, and the NAI Hoops Report. Mm-hmm. And, and there's, there's other members of the media and guys on social media who promote our level because – it's a special level, as you know, Billy. I mean, the, the talent and the coaching at this level just continues to get better. Oh, and, yeah. and I think there's a real lack of understanding from high school kids and junior college kids of, of the of the quality of this level. And that's why it helps. There's guys like you and, and others who inform people about the stories behind these programs and their coaches and their players and, and how strong these teams are. Uh, you know, you guys are just invaluable to our level. And, and anytime I see your tweets and your podcasts, I try to catch them because we need more guys like you who are promoting this great game and specifically NAIA basketball. You know, how many times do you hear the story of a, a very good player, an NAI guy drops or NC2A Division One guy, he'll drop down, play his first couple of games, and later he'll tell the story. He goes, I, I didn't realize it was going to be this good here. <laughs> I, mean, I hear yeah, that exactly. story over and over and over and over. I, uh, you know, yeah. interviewing guys who had played some uh, NC2A D1 ball and stepped over and yeah. they, they thought they were going to just score 40 points a game. And I mean, some of them have pretty good careers, open. but yeah, the eyes yeah. were open, yeah. 
You know, I was looking ahead, looking ahead on your schedule. <laughs> you know, you know the game I'm going to bring up. In November 3rd, you you play uh Oklahoma Wesleyan. That game yeah. where they beat you I think by 3. That that game yeah. last season, that was that was one of the best college basketball games I ever watched in my life. That was wild. You you were at yeah. I think you were at Oklahoma Wesleyan though, right? That's right. That's right. And I think we were up 11 and at half maybe or or at least in the second half and you know, first of all, that great team, great coach. Uh I think they they returned basically their whole group. Um, yeah, they do. and, and yeah. that is next to an impossible place to to win down there. Um and and that was one of those games, Billy, that that we lost by less than 5 points. We had 9 of those last year and and uh you know, as I've told people, you win four or five of those nine, and, and it's a different story for us. But at the same time, we got to be better. We got to be able to win close games, and, and uh, that one will be close. I promise you that. Uh, I'm excited to have it in the Cook Center, not down there this year. <laughs> um, that's a great, great tournament that we do. It's it's the Heart KCAC Classic, and so us and, and Oklahoma Wesleyan and friends and, and uh, Central Methodist has hopped in it this year. So you talk about on, on the second weekend of the season, some high-level hoops here in the Cook Center, um, you know, going to be some big-time games. Our, our non-con, I mean, heck, Missouri Baptist, Oklahoma Wesleyan, we've got science and arts coming up here. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, we will be tested, which, which is what you want as a coach. Like, before we hop into the Heart, I think we go to Peru State, who's going to be unbelievable this year, right after Thanksgiving. So uh, we, we should have a better idea of, of what we have before we head to Peru State, which is which is what you want as a head coach. Will we win them all? I don't know. Uh, but but will we be better because of our non-con? I, I know for a fact we will, Billy. Well, I'm really looking forward to the I'm really looking forward to the product you're going to put on the floor. Looking forward to watching you guys this season. Do you know, just talk about how excited you are. What what kind of butterflies do you have? First season is the <laughs> the head coach, alma mater. Well, this this is home for me, Billy. This place is special. Uh, you know, people ask me, how it, does it feel different? And, and it it doesn't yet, and that's probably because we haven't played, Billy. Um, you know, I was, I was fortunate with Coach Lamar, with Coach Keeley, with Coach Schaefer at Grandview. Everywhere I've been, they've let me they've let me coach and they've let me be involved and very involved. And so, you know, I, I wouldn't say practice feels a lot different, film sessions, things like that. It, it will feel different this year as we get into games and have to handle some some different uh, adversities and, and things like that. But I am humbled. I'm, I'm honored to take over this program. I'm I'm intimidated on some levels, if I'm being honest, Billy, when you inherit, uh, you, you know, a program with this stature. Uh, but as I said, because I played here and, and poured in a lot of blood, sweat and tears, this place means something special to me and and uh you know look there's an expectation of winning here but but it, that does not exceed my own expectations of, of what we want to do so uh at the same time winning is is really really hard uh we don't take it for granted around here we, we talk about uh all the things that ha- that go into a win um i'm really really excited about to get the year started it's that that weird time in october billy where our guys think coach we need a game man we're ready <laughs> yep. and i i would have said that as a player but now sitting uh on the first seat on the bench i'm thinking guys i think we need about 50 more practices before we get this <laughs> thing going so uh it's funny how it changes when, when you're the head coach but can't wait to get it rolling and, and see what this group has and, and and see what this group uh can do here in my first year as head coach well adam i really appreciate you taking the time to be on uh we wish you the best of luck as you get started there it's going to be a a war throughout the heart it's going to be a war the nai is so loaded up this season but we wish you luck 
Thank you, Billy. Thanks for having me on. Thanks again for, for all you do. And, and I uh, really enjoy your podcast and, and your promotion of our level. Uh, it, it means a lot. I want you to know that and, and really enjoy talking hoops with you. That's Adam Hepker. He's the head men's basketball coach, uh, Mid-American Nazarene Pioneers. Thank you, coach. Thanks, Billy. Hey, thanks again to Adam Hepker and Mid-American Nazarene. Really enjoyed that. Hey, please like and subscribe this podcast. It really helps, and I appreciate it. Well, it's almost time to go out there and play some basketball. The exhibition games are beginning now. And please, as I always say, get out there and support your local NAI program. Uh, those young student athletes, they work their tails off, and it really they really appreciate seeing fans in the seats. So get out there this season, watch some NAI basketball, take your family, take your kids, take your neighbor's kids, take your neighbors, and you won't go broke because NAI basketball is the best entertainment value in America.